It's part of the bedrock of our worldview that we believe Jesus will come again. Let me make that statement. It is important to live each day as if he's returning and to know the seasons. The Bible tells us we're wise because they understood the times. Did you know that Jesus was Jewish? You might be asking, what does that mean for your Christian faith? Watch today and discover how understanding the Jewish roots of your faith and your connection to Israel and the Jewish people can transform your life and the way you read the Bible. Coming up on Jewish Voice. Shalom and welcome to Jewish Voice. I'm Jonathan Burnus, joined again by my co-host Ezra Benjamin, and we want to thank you for joining us today. Many are looking at everything going on around us and seeing times of confusion. People are looking for clarity, looking for purpose in their lives, looking for purpose for their children and their grandchildren, but they only see a world of problems and chaos. As are the question that we want to talk about today uh, will give us insight into to the days that uh, the Bible speaks about are ahead and perhaps give us insight into the days we're living in now. That's right. So the question is, when will Jesus return? Are we near the return of Jesus to this earth? Right, such an important question and so much speculation around it, Jonathan. You know, all of us as believers in Jesus, uh, it's, it's fundamentally, it's part of the bedrock of our worldview and our hope and expectation, right? That we believe Jesus will come again to rule as the king of kings, to judge wickedness on the earth, to uh, reign with, uh, with the righteous who will be resurrected from the dead, with those who have put their hope and their faith in him. And yet, I think, Jonathan, I see two errors, perhaps, in how we deal with the subject of, of return of Jesus in the last days. One is to just stay in ignorance, to say, ah, oh, it doesn't matter, you know, the Lord will work it all out, I don't need to understand anything. And so we're ignorant of the times and seasons. And then on the other end of the spectrum, we can be speculative, right? And, you know, you and I have seen, I'm sure you at home have seen, you know, Jesus is coming back in 1984. Jesus is coming back on this date in 2012. And none of those things happened. Right. It was all speculation. Right. And yeah. so the no question man, we're No gonna... man knows the day. Exactly. No man knows the hour. And when we try to state with any sort of uh, certainty that he's coming back on a specific date, it's always wrong. And the result is that people lose their faith. Exactly, and yet the Lord, it actually says a number of times in the scriptures, the writer of the scriptures says, or the writers say, I don't want you to be ignorant, brothers and sisters. I want you to understand the times and seasons you're living in. And so what we wanna unpack today, Jonathan, is what are the scriptural anchors that we all can hold on to so we can understand the times and seasons we're in. Yeah, so while we don't date, right? this is the day, this is the month, or this right. is the hour. Right. The Bible's very clear, pay attention to the season. Right. Pay attention to the surroundings, or you'll get, or you'll be uh, indifferent. Mm -hmm. You'll grow into a, into a state of apathy, and you'll actually get sucked into right. a world system that will pull you further and further away from even caring about that. Exactly. And it is important, let me make that statement, it is important to live each day as if he's returning and to know the seasons. The men of Issachar, the Bible tells us, were wise because they understood the times. That's right. 
That's so right. we need to understand you the times. You want to be wise, understand the times and seasons. And Jonathan, people may be saying, well, how do you know no one can know? Or how do you know we're supposed to understand the seasons? We see both of those principles uh, in Matthew 24. This is Jesus. This is Yeshua, we say in Hebrew. His name means salvation. Uh, teaching his disciples about the times yet to come. Uh, between the day that they were living in and when he would come again, when the Son of Man would come, it says, to rule, to rule and reign on earth. And Matthew 24, 36 says, but a Yeshua is saying, but about the day or the hour, no one knows. Listen to this, not even the angels in heaven, nor the Son, but only the Father. Isn't that interesting? It is. It's, it's, the Son doesn't even know the time when the Father is going to say, go get your bride, go rule and reign. You've earned it by your death and your resurrection. Isn't that interesting? And I'm thinking of in, in Acts 1, the disciples say, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom to Israel, right? This is it. You're going to rule and reign. And he says, it's not for you to know. It's not for you to know the times that only the Father has set in his authority. So even in heaven, in, in the wisdom of, of the triunity of God, the Father has reserved knowledge about when he's going to send Jesus back so that Jesus doesn't even know it. It, it is so interesting. Certainly the disciples thought the time was now. Right. We're going to get our reward. This is it. We're going to have our mansions along the, the Sea of Galilee, along sure. Kinneret. But it wasn't the time. Exactly. Far from it. And yet this, this passage also says, actually it's a few verses before, Jesus says something that sounds contradictory to that. No one knows the day or the hour, but he says, now learn this lesson from the fig tree. Okay, as soon as its twigs get tender and the leaves come out, you know that summer is near. Even so, when you see all these things in this whole chapter and so many other passages in the Gospels are Jesus saying, here's the things you're going to see. And just like when you see the evidence on the fig tree, you understand the season you're about to enter. When you see these things happen on earth, you understand the season we're entering. Right. That's the Son of Man And again, coming. the exhortation, pay attention to these things. That's right. These things do matter. Right. And if you want to walk with God, you should be pay You should be a, a, alert, awake, and participating. Exactly. So Ezra, give it. Give us just a breakdown. There's some good, really, some good things sure. and some not so good things. Right. Well, let's start with the, the positive. Okay. Let's go with. Let's go with good. the good first. Okay. I'm with so you. So one of the best things is this idea. It's a scriptural promise. Jesus said to his disciples, this gospel of the kingdom, okay, and let's pause right there. The gospel, evangelion in Greek is, it literally means the proclamation of the good news of the Messiah. So the proclamation of the good news that we have a savior, we have a Messiah, will be preached to all nations. And again, in the Greek there, it's all ethnos. It's not necessarily all the political nations that make up the nations of the world today. It's to every people, tribe, and tongue. And it says, and then the end will come. So the promise Jesus is making is, you want to see me come back, here's something that has to happen first. The gospel will go forth to every people, tribe, and tongue on earth. So it answers a question that we're asked often, that I'm asked often, right. which is what about all these people that have never heard before? Exactly. There is a, a, a clear statement right. in that verse that before he returns, everyone will have the opportunity to hear in their own language. Exactly. No one will be without excuse. Ezra, I think this is a reflection of God's heart and love for right. his for people. That uh, before Jesus returns, 
He wants everyone to hear the good news. That's right. He wants none to perish, but That's to right. all find everlasting life. And there's huge progress being made in this area. There totally is. What missions experts are estimating, they're actually agreeing that by about the year 2033, it's coming right up. Not far from now, uh, every people group on the face of the earth will have the gospel, the good news of Jesus in their own language. And yet, Jonathan, you know, Jesus promised that the gospel would go forward to every ethnos, every people group on the face of the earth, and then the end would come. One of the things close to our hearts here at Jewish Voice is that there's actually a group to whom the gospel was supposed to go first who's overlooked in so much of world missions, and it's the Jewish people. That's right. And they're tied into that promise that the gospel will go to every ethnos, to That's every right. people group, because it begins with the Jew first. Right. Romans 1.16. That's what Romans 1.16 says. So we go to remote places of the world, yeah. but we're seeking out the Jew first. And in the process, we bring a lot of the neighbors of the Jewish community along Amen. into the kingdom, but it Amen. begins with the Jew first. Yeah. And the Bible says it's through their acceptance of the gospel Right. which begins with hearing, that will actually bring life from the dead. That's right. So there is a connection. God cares about the whole world. And I'm glad uh -huh. we started with this right. because it, it really illustrates how important God's creation is. That's right. And uh, he's not going to bring uh, terror on the world. He's not going to bring judgment on the world until every person has had the opportunity right. to hear the gospel. That's right. I want to ask you to take a step today. Stand with Jewish voice as we get the good news of Jesus the Messiah, the, the shepherd of the lost sheep of the house of Israel, to Jewish communities in Israel, here in North America, and scattered around the world. There is so much work left to be done. And by the way, this is just one point. There are so many indicators today that we're nearing the time for the return of Jesus. And we have to do everything we possibly can. Uh, our founder, Lewis Kaplan, used to say, we must do the work of him who sent us while it is yet day, for night will come when no man can work. That's, right. That's why we want to get materials into your hands, like a book I wrote, A Rabbi Looks at the Last Days. It'll give you other specific events that will show you that we're in the season now. We're not going to date it, but it will give you the season along with Israel and last day's prophecies and a shofar if you become a monthly Shalom partner. So don't wait another day. Pick up the phone and call. Log on to our website and get involved today. Are you living each day as if it is the day of Jesus' return? For your gift of $40 or more to support the ministry and work of Jewish Voice, Jonathan will send you his book, A Rabbi Looks at the Last Days, which is going to fully equip you to pay attention to the season, learn how to respond to false teachings about the end times, and discover your role in ushering in God's kingdom. Along with the book, we'll include two complete audio CDs that clearly explain the role of Israel in last days prophecy and why this perspective is critical to understand. Jonathan also invites you to become a new Shalom Partner for your commitment of $30 a month. We'll send you the book, A Rabbi Looks at the Last Days, and the set of two CDs. Plus, you'll also receive this ram's horn shofar and wooden stand. The shofar, mentioned 72 times in the Bible, is recognized as an instrument used to call believers to action and declare victory. 
We invite you to display this fully functional natural animal horn in your home and let it inspire you and your family to respond with humility and enthusiasm to God's call in your own life. Even as we approach the last days, your shofar will be a regular reminder of how your partnership with Jewish Voice empowers humanitarian outreaches and restorative teachings around the world in this landmark year of 2023. This year we celebrate the 75th Independence Day of the regathered nation of Israel. The return of Israel to their land testifies of how good and faithful God is and also demonstrates that God's promises are unshakable throughout the century, both for the Jewish people and the world through sending Jesus the Messiah as our salvation. You know, Jesus himself said that he came to seek and save that which was lost and God's desire is to see all Jewish people come back to him. So if you want to bless the Jewish people, bless them by becoming a monthly partner with Jewish Voice today. Please call this toll-free number today or mail your gift to the address on the screen. If you prefer, you can give securely online at jewishvoice.tv or scan the QR code. On behalf of the many Jewish people who you will reach as a result of your gift, thank you so much. Welcome back to the program. We're talking today about the return of Jesus. No man knows the hour, no man knows the date. In fact, Ezra, as you were saying, only the Father knows. The Father. Not even the Son knows, but we should know the seasons. That's we right. don't know the time or the hour. We should be alert and aware and participating in the work of the kingdom as the season grows closer. Absolutely. And uh, we talked about one specific area, which right. is the gospel, the good news. The good news we, is... We began with the good news. Yeah. Must be proclaimed to every nation, to every That's right. ethnic group, to every tongue, to every language before the end uh, takes place, before Jesus can return. And that's in process. You gave us a date of 2033 which uh, in one sense is right around the corner. Absolutely, right? in the scope of, in the sweep of history, right? For millennia, uh, people passionate about seeing Jesus return really couldn't say with any confidence when all the people groups on the face of the earth would uh, have heard the proclamation of the good news that Jesus is Lord and Savior. And yet now we can see it coming in just a few years from now. What an exciting time to be alive. I, I think it's it's the clearest statement concerning the last days that exists, that sure. the, this gospel must be proclaimed right. to every people right. before the end will come. That's Amen. the clearest statement, but it's, there's others. Take, it, a, take there us is. into and there's some a couple not of so others. good news, okay? In as much as the kingdom of God is being proclaimed and there's this remnant of people from every tribe, tongue, and nation being redeemed by the blood of the lamb coming into the kingdom. Jonathan, there's also dark times coming before the last days. There's some not so good news. I'm looking here at 2 Timothy chapter 3. And I'll just begin in verse 1, okay? Here's the not-so-good news. But mark this, Paul says to Timothy, there will be terrible times in the last days. People will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boastful, proud, abusive, disobedient to parents. We could do a whole show on that. Ungrateful, unholy, without love, unforgiving, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not lovers of good, 
It goes on, treacherous, rash, conceited, lovers of pleasure, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying its power. And then he goes on warning Timothy, have nothing to do with these people. But it specifically says in the last days, in essence, as we get closer to the return of Jesus to rule and reign on earth from Jerusalem, this is the condition of man to, to turn further and further away from any kind of allegiance or obedience to God. I mean, it's almost, if you read this, it's, it's a godless society. And Jonathan, many might say, I feel like every day in the news, it's more and more of a godless society that we live in. Yeah, I, I, I think it's obvious just about anywhere in the world you go, especially sure. the Western world, that the condition of the world is growing more evil. And there's sure. so many examples of this. Right. Uh, I don't know if the U.S. is under judgment. I'm asked this a lot. But certainly we're under some rebuke of sorts. We, we really have each turned our own way to our own right. way. The question, Ezra, though, is if you look at the scope of history, is this worse than other times? Is it worse than the time of Noah? Sure. Is it worse than the time of Abraham where God uh, ended up destroying Sodom and Gomorrah? Mm -hmm. And it's vile when you when they arrive, when God himself arrives in the city, uh, they demand to bring out the visitors so right. they can actually engage in sexual activity. Right. That's pretty disgusting. Right. And then, of course, in the time of Noah, God grieved that he had created man because the intent of man was evil all the time. Mm -hmm. So we have a history. Look at the Roman Empire, the different empires of history. Yeah. What's different about those periods of history than today? Yeah, great question. Before I give you one example, I'm thinking about these days. You know, I'm just picking up on what you shared. That, that same idea about the days of Noah is also in Matthew 24 that we were teaching on just a few minutes ago, right? Jesus says, no one knows the day or the hour, but I'll tell you what it's going to be like. It's going to be like the days of Noah. What, is, what does Jesus mean when he says that? He's saying, it says men are going to be marrying and giving in marriage. Society is going to be going on unaware, and yet it's a godless society, right? As you said, God was grieved that he created man because life is going on before, while Noah's building the ark, everybody thinks things are fine, but it's a godless yeah. society. It's godless, it's evil, and it's violent. Right, and one of the examples, Jonathan, is, is uh, of the widespread, I'm gonna say pressure, even demand for acceptance that if somebody wants to change their gender, that that's perfectly fine. Change your body, make yourself from a man to a woman, a woman to a man. And w why is that kind of a new level of godlessness in society? Because I think it's a direct attack on the very nature of us as created beings. Genesis 1:27, right? God made man in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. And I think that the pinnacle of evil in society is in essence to raise our fist at God and say, you won't rule over me. And this issue of, of uh, accepting changes in gender, Jonathan, is just an example of saying it, it's an attack at the very bedrock of who we are. Yeah, I think so too, Ezra. I think that the world's become a smaller place. Sure. And so that the condition of the world is changing uh, more uniformly uh, because of media. Uh, I think the attack against the family, I think the attack against morality, biblical morality, uh, may very well have reached the highest level in certainly in my lifetime. Right. And I, I would venture to say in 
in the history of the world, uh, with the exception of the destruction of the world. So Absolutely. The, when we talk about seasons, again, we don't know the hour. We don't know if this is in a year or five years or 10 years or whenever, but we know the season is upon us. That's right. That's right. And the challenge is not to be deceived. And Ezra, the last days is a, is a season of deception, probably the greatest deception right. the scriptures, in, in world history. Yeah, the scriptures say evil men and imposters will go from bad to worse, deceiving and being deceived. Isn't that interesting? The people on earth who are going to try to deceive men are themselves in fact deceived. And in the evil condition of the human heart, who can escape that? How, how can we be delivered from the possibility that we too might be deceived? And you and I know, Jonathan, and what a privilege it is to travel around the world sharing with Jewish communities and their neighbors that the answer, the way to live in truth and freedom is only found in the good news of Yeshua, Only. Of Jesus. We have the most important message. You know, I'll rephrase that. You have the most important message that anyone can hear in their lifetime, and it's the message of the gospel, the good That's news right. of a Savior who paid the price for our sins and will return. It's guaranteed. Amen. It's a biblical promise. He will return. He will establish His kingdom. We have some materials we want to get out to you right away as a thank you for helping us to proclaim the gospel uh, to remote Jewish communities and their neighbors around the world. The only message of life. One of them is a rabbi looks at the last days, surprising insights uh, on Israel, the end times, and popular misconceptions. I do not name the day or the hour. I'm not foolish, but the season is here. That's right. And I, I lay out the different reasons that I believe show us that we're in the season of the end. Certainly the restoration of Israel Certainly, uh, the changes that we've seen taking place in the world today, we just scratched the surface. So I want you to get a rabbi looks at the last days and also a uh, two-tape CD teaching the role of Israel in last days prophecy. It's all connected. If you connect the dots, you will find that we are in the last days. So we want to get these materials out to you and we want to invite you, get involved in the proclamation of the gospel through this ministry today. Here's how. Are you living each day as if it is the day of Jesus' return? For your gift of $40 or more to support the ministry and work of Jewish Voice, Jonathan will send you his book, A Rabbi Looks at the Last Days, which is going to fully equip you to pay attention to the season learn how to respond to false teachings about the end times and discover your role in ushering in God's kingdom. Along with the book, we'll include two complete audio CDs that clearly explain the role of Israel in last day's prophecy and why this perspective is critical to understand. Jonathan also invites you to become a new Shalom partner for your commitment of $30 a month We'll send you the book, A Rabbi Looks at the Last Days, and the set of two CDs. Plus, you'll also receive this ram's horn shofar and wooden stand. The shofar, mentioned 72 times in the Bible, is recognized as an instrument used to call believers to action and declare victory. 
We invite you to display this fully functional natural animal horn in your home and let it inspire you and your family to respond with humility and enthusiasm to God's call in your own life. Even as we approach the last days, your shofar will be a regular reminder of how your partnership with Jewish Voice empowers humanitarian outreaches and restorative teachings around the world in this landmark year of 2023. This year we celebrate the 75th Independence Day of the regathered nation of Israel. The return of Israel to their land testifies of how good and faithful God is and also demonstrates that God's promises are unshakable throughout the century, both for the Jewish people and the world through sending Jesus the Messiah as our salvation. You know, Jesus himself said that he came to seek and save that which was lost and God's desire is to see all Jewish people come back to him. So if you want to bless the Jewish people, bless them by becoming a monthly partner with Jewish Voice today. Please call this toll-free number today or mail your gift to the address on the screen. If you prefer, you can give securely online at jewishvoice.tv or scan the QR code. On behalf of the many Jewish people who you will reach as a result of your gift, thank you so much. You know, the closer we get to the return of the Messiah, the more evil, the more deception, the more grace. So yes, there's a lot of warfare going on. There's a lot of warfare going on right now. We're, we're seeing it in the letters and emails we're receiving from you. Uh, a lot of challenges. The good news is God is still on the throne. He answers prayer. He's a God who meets every need according to his riches and glory in the Messiah. And he cares about you, about you. He cares about your family. And if you call out to him, he is there to hear. His ear is not too dull that he won't listen. And he's made promises in his word that he is faithful to keep. And so we want to agree in prayer with you. The hardest times, during the hardest times, the greatest grace abounds. Listen to what I'm just saying, okay? Listen to what I just said. The greatest grace abounds. So we just want to pray over you right yep. now. We're going to join our faith with yours and declare over you salvation for your household Amen. in the name of Yeshua. In Jesus' name, divine provision you. for you and your household. In Jesus' name, Amen. healing, yeah. health, wholeness for your physical body, health and wholeness for your emotions, health and wholeness for your spiritual condition, restoration of faith and hope and zeal for the things of God Fight the good fight of faith. I declare it over you in the name of Jesus of Nazareth because in the end, if you persevere, you will win. Amen. You will win in Jesus' name, in the name of Yeshua. Now, if you'd like more information about our minister, you can log on to our website. It's jewishvoice.tv. You can also send us your prayer request right on our website. Our team here at Jewish Voice is committed to reading your prayer request, praying for you by name, and we believe in the power of prayer. We care about you, but more importantly, God cares about you. 
As we close our program today, Ezra and I want to remind you to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. This is something we're all called to do. The Lord exhorts us, pray for the peace of Jerusalem and then declares, may they prosper who love thee. So please pray for Israel and the Jewish people. Today they're tied to your redemption. Until next time, this is Jonathan Burnus and Ezra Benjamin saying shalom and God bless you.